introduced ourselves the last time. Uh, I'm Tim. This is Chalupa. Hi. And uh, we just started watching a show that I had no idea about. Um, it's called Primal. And uh, there's not a lot of talking in this show. It's an animated uh, uh, one by... What is his name? Genny Tarvetsky? Something like that. Sounds very Eastern European. Yeah. Keep Which, going down. This is very riveting. It should, it should be like a, just a name that kind of pops up if you go up. You know be what? creator stuff. I'm going to just hop right off that and keep us moving. <laughs> um, I'll find it. Uh, so, Genny um, created the show where we're not really sure what's happening. And that could be because the site that we found it on is running it in a reverse order. But uh, we're here to talk about the first two episodes of a show called Primal. I believe it is pronounced Jendi Tartakovsky. Okay. Tartakovsky. Uh, or Gendi. One of the two. And uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Primal. Not a whole lot of uh, voice work done. No. Not a lot of dialogue. That's a, that'd be a, a better way to put it. A lot but of quiet moments. It then... makes you appreciate it. Yeah, you know, you really get to uh, appreciate the visual art, as well as the action, and it's a lot of fun. And so, the first episode that we watched was that the first one you ever watched? Yeah, was with me. Uh, no, I've watched the you first watched five before. episodes. Oh, there you go. Well, what we what you thought was order. the first five? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So the first one we watched. If you want to check it out first, go right ahead, and then you can unpause and listen to what we have to say about it uh we see uh the, the characters names are spear and fang as we know them mm-hmm. we, we don't hear the names yet obviously uh, that might happen in the real episode one <laughs> <laughs> or never <laughs> yeah who knows uh but in uh in the credits that is what they're known as as well as the synopsis and all that kind of stuff so spear is the caveman fang is the tyrannosaurus and they have a bond where it's uh, more of a, a you know an owner and pet it's more of a best friend kind of thing mm-hmm. almost like a buddy cop you know, it's like Caveman's is, uh, like is Mel Gibson and uh, the Tyrannosaurus is Danny Glover. That's not for the guys. Whoopi Goldberg was Buddy Cops with the Tyrannosaurus. Yeah. And I believe a movie oh, called yeah. Rex. I remember that. I'm not letting her forget that she did that. Oh, God. Was that Jim Henson that did the the dinosaur oh, work? God, I hope not. Oh, Jim, man. Jim, Jim. He did everything. But, uh, yeah, so this episode <laughs> we watched was called uh, Slave of the Scorpion. We're introduced to a character that we find out her name is Mira. Mira. But like... And looking up her, uh, looking at the IMDb, uh, the, uh, the actress looks actually quite similar to the um, the animated character. Quite mm-hmm. interesting. Just got to shave her head. Just got to shave her. <laughs> let's, let's pin her down and shave this lady's head. <laughs> to really compare. Leticia, I believe that's how you pronounce the name. Ado, perhaps. And then Tom Kenny, who does, uh, he's also part of the cast. Uh, he does the voice for SpongeBob. Uh, but yes, Mira. Uh, similar art style to a lot of uh, Venture Brother episodes that I've seen. Similar mm. art style to the uh, Clone Wars. You mentioned that Samurai Jack. Samurai Jack, Jack as well as Dexter's Laboratory. Wow. Where uh, Gendy also had, or Gendy uh, had a, a strong um, creative mind involved with both of those. 
Yeah. Uh, the only one that he didn't have a part of, as far as I understand, is Venture Bros. Okay. Yeah. Everything else that we uh, listed, he definitely does have a, 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 some kind of influence in there. Uh, so this seems like an art house project to me. You know, like it seems very purposeful in what they're trying to do. Like they're mm. not trying to make this for a mass audience, I don't think. No, and I think that's a lot of the Adult Swim Cartoon Network, um, you know, late night programming. Uh, if you ever watch Axe Cop, um, you know, I think Venture Bros would be Adult Swim too, no? Probably. Yeah, you know, like a lot of those, it's like, I wouldn't say it's targeted like just like the typical uh, bro Mm-hmm. I think it's more of a uh, cerebral. Yeah, well, maybe not cerebral. Well, maybe you have to go into a bit of a deep think because there's not a lot of dialogue. Yeah. So you have to use your creativity and imagination, and you know they kind of leave it out in the open for you to kind of translate what's happening. I think this would be a really good animated series to play in high schools for some English classes. That'd be interesting. Mm, metaphors, symbolism. Yeah. Um, anthropology, yeah. I, I'm curious because, like, is this some kind of all like just to throw fan theories and stuff like that to try to figure out what we've seen so far and just kind of banter back and forth? Um, I suggested that this might be like some kind of hollow earth kind of thing, like, because you have human beings and cavemen, yep, and mammals. Dinosaurs and reptiles, kind yeah. of like those half bird, half reptile things, yeah. where birds are already kind of like dinosaurs. Honestly, if you well, look at them, they decided to feather some of the dinosaurs. They decided not to feather well, others. There, there, there are there. I forget the name of it, but there was a fossilized. I remember having that Nat Geo, that Nat Geo issue where there was the flying dinosaur that had feathers on it. Well, they're even suggesting like the, the missing link between was, uh, feathered as well. Feathered, you say? Yeah. Interesting. Because like you... dinosaurs are cool, man. <laughs> we could have a whole dino. We could have a a toe to toe episode on top five dinosaurs. I think that needs to happen. Yeah. Top five why scientists fake dinosaurs' existence. Brontosaurus couldn't exist. It's next too long. Let's have a drink some. Like, where does it? Where does it wear a? Where does it wear a tie? Yeah. Right below its chin or at the base of the neck? That's the old giraffe question, man. Hmm. Drinking a cup of coffee by the time it gets to his stomach, it's already cold. Does the giraffe wear its pants on the back legs or all four legs? I've heard that legs. with a lot of four-legged animals. Mm. I've always thought it's the hind legs because that's where the privates are. You have to have like arms and uh, legs for pants, you know? It's true. They're pants. It's not a shirt. Because where would you put the shirt on a on a four-legged animal? I mean, you gotta have sleeves. Casual. I don't know. For to be a technically a shirt or a t-shirt, it has to have sleeves where you'd have to ha- put an appendage or a limb and a limb through. No, am I wrong? No. Putting, putting all four legs through pant holes makes sense because then the tail's free to move. But the, yeah. But you could have a reverse pants where you unzip the one section and put the tail there. Or there. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. This is why dogs don't need pants. But we're seeing all these mixed timelines, creatures and things. Exactly. Uh, uh, different kind of plants and... Uh, some iron work. Some iron work. Some woodwork. Yes. Then also stone work. So you see these different civilizations kind of clashing. Not too far off from each other, obviously. Yeah. One more primitive, one more 
or tribalistic and then one more uh, a bit more of a real civilization you know sail navigation that's also a big leap in Huge. human uh, human history yeah uh, Mira comes out of the water like uh, we're not really sure where she's from being chased by some kind of prehistoric fish alligator monster but uh, she has chains on and a wooden thing and it's implied that she is a, a slave of whatever uh i'm not sure if the the scorpion tattoo on the back of her head is from her that would be branding yeah. I, I believe that would be branding because as you see uh the the boat leave i believe yeah. the sail has that symbol so it's like she is owned by those people okay that makes sense yeah it's your it's your it's a it's a mark but uh kind of like kind of like a cattle tag cattle brand yeah yeah so mira I'm, I'm kind of curious then, because like she she's not shocked to see a caveman. Well, she was kind of scared. She was kind of scared. Well, yeah. yeah. Also, well, that could just be the Tyrannosaurus as well, Fang. But like, uh, and you had mentioned like the technology is not that far off. Like, no, not really. But like, even the uh, the industrialization or knowledge you would need, like for religion, like because she has the whole rituals, but like also to make a sail or clothing. Like, mm-hmm. That's all woven. Yep. So it's curious what the blending of all these. Well, things. don't be too shocked about that. What what the big timeline difference for me is definitely dinosaurs. That's the big one for me. But well, um, you because have... you can't, you don't need to look that much further than, uh, well, obviously right now with uh, what's the name of the island just off of India? Sentinel Island. You did a whole episode oh, yeah, on yeah, it yeah. with. Uh, with um, not the uh, the Midnight Owl, but with Beard and Board, I believe. I can't even remember which uh, version of the show that was. But uh, anyway, so put those people aside. You don't, again, you don't need to go that much further than you know when white man first came to North America. That's true. But and not, like, and not even first time that white man came over. But like you look at South America, you look at North America. But a Neanderthal beside a human being, although they existed, they weren't. Well, that, that, during that's the Bronze Age. Well, that's the big thing is the Neanderthal issue. Obviously, you know the indigenous people of North and South America were not Neanderthals, um, you know, by any means. But they definitely had more so stone work. They weren't working met- metallurgy, mm-hmm. and they weren't working um, even bronze or. The Aztecs had gold, but... They had gold, but they never used it as a weapon. Gold is a very soft metal. Yeah. It's almost malleable in your hand. It has to be an alloy to be stronger, like in a tooth. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the, the, what, what, the, what the Aztecs used was obsidian, was their main... Uh, or jade, I think, too, maybe? But yeah, obsidian, it's, a, it's black, it's like volcanic rock, and it's very sharp almost like glass and you use that as a spearhead or in little uh, a lot of um kukri tv uh, kukri kind of but a lot of tv shows or um media would have like kind of like a a wooden sword kind of thing and then you'd have like sections with pieces going around it so it'd almost be like a bladed club oh cool yeah not so much a sword you wouldn't really have like uh, the aztec people didn't really have swords but like like a, like think of like a bunch of razor blades you know like uh, the peaky blinders people yeah. that like whip their hat at people and it was kind of the same thing but going across a uh, piece of like wooden i don't know 
paddle essentially mm-hmm. so that that was their blade like yeah exactly so you'd have that blunt trauma and then you have like pieces of obsidian that would stick into your body well i think i stepped on you uh what were you saying the big uh or we go to look, or look at the maori, the maori people in new zealand or australia too that's a that's another good example pardon me uh i was just gonna say the um that i stepped on you when you were explaining the difference like where you see the big time gap difference you were saying with the the dinosaurs, dinosaurs is to me the big time gap not because um I, I don't think years. <laughs> well like you know when we we're kids we we're always taught that the dinosaurs like got uh, all wiped out because of you know meteor or big bang or something like not not big bang part of me that was the then creation how did the pyramids get built <laughs> dinosaurs definitely helped I, there was actually a, a picture on my phone i had where it's like dinosaurs were being ridden by humans and almost, it looked like mesopotamia kind of like babylon i'm like oh that'd be cool um but yeah like that's that's the thing is that apparently dinosaurs didn't really cross over with humans like we had we had um like certain mammals like it's like an ice age when you watch ice age you had those weird mammals yeah that looked like rhinos that looked like elephants that looked like tigers and lions and stuff they're just a little bit different yeah in like little different uh, evolutionary things yeah great whites and uh crocodiles are 20 times the size 20 times the size but yeah like they're one of the few direct descendants that still kind of exist <laughs> yeah very much so you know we had a lot more uh you know loch ness monsters or or mm. champ from lake champlain or ogopogo now oh, jesus taxi uber um so yeah to me that's the big timeline gap it's not so much about um the technology that one group has for another because to me that doesn't really separate a timeline absolute yeah you know uh, not not (laughs) not a good one to use for like absolute science and absolute human timeline but did you ever watch uh, 10,000 bc um i thought it was a pretty interesting movie uh is that the michael Sarah one no, that's the spoof on Year it. One? Okay, yeah, 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 that's yeah, the yeah. spoof on it. 10,000 BC is not bad, but you see um, a tribe go from uh, a mountain, very cold winter's place. Like You try to like pinpoint where they might be from, where you might think, oh, they're in the Arctic, or they're in the Himalayas, or, pardon me, they're, they're like in some kind of they're mountain people mm-hmm. in a cold area. Could be Caucasus, the Caucasus Mountains. And then they travel by foot for like a week or something like that. Then they're in a tropical area. And then they're in a desert area. So you're like, well, where the hell are they? Like, it almost looks like they could be in the Andes. And then all of a sudden they're in the rainforest. And all of a sudden they're in a desert like Egypt. Right? Um, so they, I remember hearing one guy's like, there's no place in the world that that could happen and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, maybe that's not the point. Maybe it's just they <laughs> wanted to show off all these wonderful areas and who's to say what the world looked like at that time but it was kind of like a uh, a really vague empire that was running these slaves that's what made me kind of think of it yeah. so you had like the aztec empire or the mayan or the incan or whatever or the egyptians right a very strong civilization that was ancient in a way and uh, not really civilized because they had their own little crazy mythology or religion uh for sacrifice or whatever and slavery bad things like that um but you know it's not too far removed from other people that's why they were a dominant civilization is that they had these advancements and they were able to capture and enslave other people nearby 
So, yeah. Anyway, that that to me that that that's not really the the big far branches between the technology that they have and the, the Neanderthal and um you know the uh, the Homo sapiens in a sense. Yeah, it's the dinosaurs. <laughs> but yeah, that, that that's where dinosaurs. you say like some kind of like uh, what would you use the hollow earth, hollow earth, or um, journey to the center of the earth kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. <laughs> um. Yeah, I uh, I'm curious about it because I I like having the mystery and I like having a show where I can Absolutely. talk about that stuff and no one's right, no one's wrong. There's that uh, that great mystery which it seems like this is really up for leaving a lot to the imagination. Like the second episode, it's called the Night Feeder, and the whole episode you don't really know up until the end, and even then it's not certain. There's some kind of vicious animal in the forest killing mm-hmm. herds of beasts. Yeah. Just absolutely viciously. There's no way to defend against it. Yeah. All the beasts just get it almost looks like they're just like imploded from the inside kind of thing because there's just like barely anything left. Entire like uh, three, four feet uh, deep trees are mm-hmm. getting like eviscerated mm-hmm. too. And then uh, when Spear wants to go and fight this thing, because he's hearing the cries of the animals, which he's like, he's a meat eater, but also part of the... It's like a, a forest warden kind of thing. Yeah. Fang stops him. Mm-hmm. And they got to sit there and listen to the screams. Yeah. Was, it's a haunting scene. Yeah. Yeah. Like definitely no, no, no peace or anything. And, uh, you know, definitely night feeder, night terrors kind of thing. So... Um, yeah, and like uh, one thing I was kind of thinking of is because we see a shape at the end, it's it makes me wonder. Okay, well, was it maybe cloaked and invisible? Oh, like it could do that, or because it's burning and then maybe like whatever coating it had kind of chars, so then it's not invisible anymore. Or and so it makes me kind of think of like some kind of enchantment or camouflage, mm-hmm. maybe that of a chameleon, or was it just super fast and so strong? Yeah. So it could zip, 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 zip so fast through everything. Well, I was convinced it was some kind of like velociraptor because they kept showing the three claws uh, coming across the screen. Mm. And like just because of Jurassic Park, I'm fucking trained with a, when he yeah, goes to the, shows the kid. But uh, you pointed out a Six couple foot of tall interesting uh, things in this episode was uh, the eyeballs. Like the yeah. soft tissue. <laughs> like the, the thing was just killing for fun. And that's what I was going to bring up before too. It, it didn't seem like it was feeding it, yeah. and eating. It just was just killing to show complete dominance in uh, in nature. And I think that you're right now that I was seeing it the um, through your eyes is the uh, the possibility that this thing was some kind of spirit animal. Because he had to use fire to kill it. Like a chupacabra or a windigo. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Like, not the only one, but a very special yeah, species. Well, and to button it with the, the other conversation, too, then, like, then not only is there technology and all these mashup of things, there's also real tangible magic mm-hmm. possible in this world. Well, that's, a, and like, if you ever watched 10,000 BC, it kind of talks a little bit about um, not so much magic, but, um, I don't know, like uh, like a more of a pagan kind of religion mm. kind of thing, like where there are spells to a certain point 
or uh, enchantments or curses or destiny and things like that um, where you could you know use the power of mother earth and everything so it makes you kind of wonder it's like did we lose our way at some point where we could heal each, uh, ourselves from whatever the plant the planet gave us opposed to having to manufacture and everything yeah wealth and greed wealth and greed into really high uh well a really really low child mortality rate <laughs> yeah living to the ripe old age of 30 yeah uh, of course of course you would marry for life when you're <laughs> back in medieval times you would die by the time you were 35 <laughs> no one believed you're gonna be married to the same person until you were 89 that's what I love about like people when they talk about like yeah you know like the old way where they they could live forever and, like yeah but they, that was somebody in the Bible that said they lived for six hundred years I don't know if I believe them <laughs> well and it's, yeah and I'm not trying to defend this but you know the 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 horror fact of women you know girls and boys would be married at the like you know fourteen and twelve it's like well that's when puberty is happening so therefore you can conceive. Uh, you know, and you know, population was an issue back then. You needed to increase your numbers to live, you know, to look after the the you know the farm or whatever. Uh, and and you had a life expectancy of maybe forty, maybe. So a third, you know, a quarter of your life is gone already. Yeah. So you like you need to get going. Come on, hey, you're still young. You know, oh, hey, Bob, you're 28. You're like, what do you think about retirement? <laughs> um. Okay. Well, so if I don't get the plague, I'd love to. I'd love to die, and you know, in my bed, not shitting my pants in the field. The only other thing that I think that we should talk about before we end this little episode is, uh, so uh, we already mentioned the character Mira that comes out of the water. Yes. At a certain point in the cave, uh, some kind of like ape men, like possessed-looking ape men, come and attack and yeah. steal her away. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if they're possessed, but if they're just. Uh... That's just what their their like is, yeah. Yeah, to make it look more like a terrifying monkey. Well, mm-hmm. Monkeys are already pretty terrifying, but yeah, I, I, yeah. I was reading in uh, some trivia. Apparently, it's some kind of missing link. Ooh. It's the missing link between you know, ma- uh, you know uh, Homo sapien and uh, the monkey or ape. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's supposed to be some kind of hybrid where they're actually able to use tools, as we see that they have some kind of clubs mm-hmm. uh, and mallets. So they're able to do uh, tool work, create uh, tools, and you know, <laughs> you know, not not only create tools with like whatever, but actually harvest things to make tools as well and shape. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, w- w- and you're going from there, pardon me. Yeah, I was just gonna say, and then they're massacred, and she is stolen away, and that's the end of the season. Well, and he no- like him and Fang, uh, Spear and Fang also noticed that uh, how quickly they were massacred because it was a large number huge number yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh, like i would say close to like you know uh, you know tens of tens <laughs> probably close to 100 over under 50 definitely over 50 and when he runs his uh fingers across the the feathers i wasn't sure what that was meant to say or if that was like supposed to signify that like true craftsmanship uh, that's what i that, took it as is that the same as what she did like is he similar yeah this? Like, yeah like, i think that's where spear realized that this is from some some because he grew up on this land, so he knows these people, uh, these these monkey people. Yeah. Um. So he was, like, you know, he knew how to deal with them. He wasn't too intimidated by any means. 
And he had a purpose. He was trying to save Mira, uh, his new love, as we assume, or at least a friend. Uh, so what, what would a friend do? Try to, you know, fight back. But who was the one that actually kidnapped Mira? Was it the monkey people or was it, you know, the, the true slave owners? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the slave owners decimated these monkey people, made the path easier for uh, Spear and Fang to figure out where Mira went. And he sees a boat, the boat sailing away off in the horizon, and it has the emblem on the sail of the scorpion uh, with a sun, I think. on That that was the same as the symbol on Mir- the back of Mira's head. Yeah. Yeah. So one does to think Mira is being taken back to the land to be a slave again, so that if this is the end of the season, where we thought it was the beginning, uh, that brings the question, does Sp- Spear and Fang pursue and what is that fight gonna look like because we see amira talking about her homeland and there's a guy with really big horns and big ass sword kind of like a devil looking figure eh? a hell of a fight because there is a a really intimidating intimidating looking bad guy in samurai jack as well i forget his name but uh, i haven't really watched that series that is one i really want to watch but there are a number of series uh, sorry (laughs) seasons for uh for samurai jack it's been going on it went on for like from, from 2001 to 2017 i believe so Heck of a series. Well, I'll have to check out the Plex and see if it shows up there. But uh, It's definitely on there. Good enough time as any to start to end it. So uh, thank you for listening to us uh, try something like this. Oh, I, I wanted to bring up, too, of how the relationship between uh, Mira and uh, <laughs> Spear kind of went on there, uh, where Fang was a little bit reluctant <laughs> to let Mira into the circle. And Spear was a bit more comforting, you know, hey, let me make a fire, you're cold, obviously, uh, you know, stay warm, we don't mean you any harm, like, stay with us, we'll protect you. Mm-hmm. And then Mira starts pulling her own weight, you know, starts harvesting some food, cooking the food, Fang eventually becomes a great friend to Mira by eating some of the cooked meat, steals <laughs> it away from Spear. And then she starts harvesting, you know, fruits and plants and all that stuff and makes more of a, a really nice soup bit of salad as well in a turtle shell which she got from who knows where she didn't wash it it was just an abandoned <laughs> well, it's the seasoning turtle. you don't want to, you don't want to wash out all that flavor and stuff <laughs> and uh yeah so she starts pulling her weight in that sense as well as creating a, a bow with arrows yeah and and then showing off her skill as being a hunter as well by taking off taking down that uh, uh dodo looking ostrich bird thing that doesn't look so terrifying like an ostrich or an emu or a cassowary. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's where you see it kind of being cool and kick-ass, which kind of disappoints me of how uh, easily they made it seem that uh, for her to be so uh, captured without with relative ease, where you think she'd put up a good fight, you know, with her bow and arrow and, you know, be closer to them and they would have been more alerted. Like, these are expert hunters and they've lived so long, right? Well, even if she gets taken right away, yeah, you're... You raise a really good point. Like, why all of a sudden, if they're building up a character to be a warrior, mm-hmm. like she self-sufficient has right? hunting skills, then she she's not be... your typical damsel in distress, right? Huh? Yeah, they kind of take away all agency from her at that. <laughs> and point. we know this is a silent movie, more so, you know, TV series. But like, really, like, there's got to be screams and shouts and like, you know, noises to struggles. So that's yeah. where it kind of bothers me. That's like an obvious plot hole where there could have been more. 
you know some blood on the way to where the massacre was and that's what they're following yeah yeah so that kind of bothered me like so like oh well how do they unless it was like hey i'm gonna leave and go gather some food they're like okay cool then all of a sudden then the monkey people are there and they're fighting them off and everything but oh well we will continue to work our way backwards absolutely uh if you enjoy this stay tuned mira mira (laughs) mira